leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. from Lagos, Nigeria. My name is Confidence Stavely and I'm your host for Breaking into Cybersecurity African Series. And on today's episode, we have Michael and John, who is joining us from where? Tell us. I'm in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Amazing. And he happens to be our first guest. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, we are going to set the for everyone else coming after you. We're going to start the episode with as much fun and chair as we have actually done now, but we're going to go a bit further. Okay. So I want you to choose any activity of your choice and that is going to make us have fun for the first one minute. Let's go. Okay. What would you choose? So I've, I'm going to play a song by Burner Boy and I'll try to vibe to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's a good dancer sitting down, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me with the clean on the house. Let me with the wash on the car. Let me with the cook on the Let me with the wash on the clothes. Let me with the work for your shop. Let me with the hug on the I'm not going to introduce you, but I just want to ask one question before I ask the actual first question. How many years have you been in cybersecurity? 
I have been in cybersecurity for, this is 2023, okay. three years, okay. three years, yeah. Oh. And in, in tech in general, four years. Oh, yes. excellent. Okay, so you're just right within the kind of, you know, um, yeah. want end. So what did you do before breaking into cybersecurity and why were you interested in cybersecurity in the first place? So I think cybersecurity has actually been something that's really from when I was young, it, it stuck with me in terms of you watch those very funny hacking movies where they're doing magical stuff, but nothing actually happens in real life. Uh, but I, I had this love for tech and the love was particularly towards the security space. Um, I wasn't doing anything professionally before cybersecurity. I was coming out of um, college at that time. So I was basically just saying, okay, from, from there, I was studying tech infrastructure management. And I was like, that's going to be my pathway. So cybersecurity was really, that was the whole period of me getting into tech and everything was just me trying to match my way into cybersecurity. Really, that was going to be my end goal. That, that's amazing so you you I, I know a lot of people share the same angle with you that a movie you know was sort of like <laughs> the, the entry point and most times the entry point again was ethical hacking but you called it yeah it, it was it, it was the thing is i, I don't they like obviously that that excitement started with the movies they obviously there were more things than that definitely mm -hmm. but like the excitement started with the movies and then you know you learn more things about security and like oh wow that's interesting i love to do it and then you mm -hmm. you sort of start to specialize there yeah okay so michael just describe to us what your journey breaking into cybersecurity was like i want you to include um you know details about your job haunts your resume issues interview issues i mean i want people to be able to come off listening to you and think to myself oh i'm going to apply that tip in i'm going to do this make this change in my resume i'm going to make sure i answer this question differently the next time i'm interviewed yeah so um, in terms of my journey, I I'll use one word to summarize it, what's crazy. Um, so actually I had started off trying to learn on my own. I am mostly self-taught for, for most of my tech career. So okay. I, I started trying to learn off my, on my own using um, self-paced tutorials and things like that. At the very start, when I, I didn't know anything in tech or anything tech related, it was a nightmare. I was I was flooded because I was trying to learn ethical hacking, obviously. And, and I didn't understand a single thing I was seeing. So it was it was really struggling the first the first couple of years or first couple of months. Um, eventually, what what ended up happening was I decided to start to break it down. Um, I took pieces, bits and pieces, where I was learning a bit of networking, a bit of programming, trying to understand the bits and pieces behind the scenes before eventually trying to understand okay the security aspect of it. Okay. Um, in terms of job hunts, I'd say like my my inbox, I, I probably still haven't deleted them. There's like a whole list of rejection emails filled in there, <laughs> which is which is really, uh, really crazy. But what, what I started doing was, or what I what I changed was, oftentimes I think something that happens to us, especially here in Nigeria, at least with some of my mates that I knew at that time, we learn and we have a lot of knowledge at some point, like we're really good, but there's no evidence to show for it. There's nothing to show for it. There's no, you're not engaged in any communities. You're not showing any, pro any product um, or result of what you've done. So you drive to get a job and they're like, you don't have the experience. Like, how do we hire you? Mm -hmm. So I think that was that was something that, that an issue I had. Mm -hmm. So I actually started looking looking at communities I could get involved in. Um, mm -hmm. I know I did try to start doing a bit of bug bounty hunting, mm -hmm. um, not just generally with, with the ones on the platforms, but just in general with day to day. Like I remember when COVID picked up and Zoom was kind of a thing, and I, I found a security bug on Zoom and I reported it, and that that counted. 
that counted as a as a vulnerability. So I just kept finding different things I could do in in my my local. Um, so my family has a a, a a business that they set up. I tried to see how I could apply cybersecurity in that aspect. You know, looking at different ways I can gain that experience or show or put myself out there to say, okay, this is who I am. This is this is me building my profile, uh, my public profile. So that definitely helped. And as I began to engage in communities, then I. I Obviously, naturally, you become better as a security professional, but at the same time, you're also exposed to more opportunities mm-hmm. and you gain more recognition. So I think eventually, um, how I even got to my cybersecurity role at the end of the day is actually crazy. So I applied because I had a um, background in programming and software development and things like that. So I applied for, I was working in a contract role for something related to backend development. Mm-hmm. And while working for them, I was like, you guys have messed up security. I just said to them, like, this is your security um, um, standpoint. Like, this is where you are. This is your security um, infrastructure. Uh, yeah, exactly, security posture. And and I was like, I can help you make it better. And, and I started showing them how to do that. And eventually, like, it was time to do the contract. And we were like, yeah, we don't want to keep going as, as on that line. Let's do this contract as a security professional. So that was how I got, I got my switch. And then the rest of it has just been me freelancing and doing contracting too just of engage with community um yeah that that's very interesting and i and i just wanted you to chime in and we double down on how you manage rejection because you, you made mention of the fact that you had so many so much rejection you also made mention of the fact that you had to use what you currently have in terms of your family's business to sort of like create an experience for yourself which i mean is a very creative angle to gaining work experience right you also spoke yeah. about getting your work your current your job i don't know if it's your, your current job from or your first job from you know um you, you providing a software engineering service to the company you're currently in and then pivoted from there and said you know what this is where you guys are faltering on and um this is what you should do better so can you speak about those three areas more like i want to hear how you manage rejection yeah. and i also want to hear more about that are you are you currently still in that role i also want to hear about the, I, vulnerability, the zoom vulnerability you mentioned did you get paid in <laughs> that? i mean that's so much so much information i'm asking of you but please just share as much yeah as you yeah I'll, I'll i'll try still so with the job handling job projections um actually it wasn't funny the first couple of months, but obviously you have to just keep going. And I think usually the best way to grab out is to sometimes, fortunately, you get some of these companies who genuinely send you um, a good response. So they don't just say, oh, sorry, we can't proceed at that next. They actually send you some helpful information. Or sometimes even if they don't send you helpful information, you can still like reach out to someone and be like, okay, why is this? So I'm actually on on some of these communities where you can get help with city reviews and things like that. And I I do have someone who's been like a mentor to me for the last six years. So he has been a cybersecurity professional for over 20 years. So I've always had his guidance in terms of, okay, this is how I should map my Please my give him a shout out, like give him a shout out. We want more of him. Shout out to Dr. Lusted. Uh, shout out to Dr. Lusted. He's, he's, he's really amazing. Person. Um, so I, I had his guidance and help and even self just in terms of acquiring that work experience. So I'm going to speak to that to that aspect. It's, it's then down to you. At that point, you're like, because most businesses, especially if you're dealing with, if you're Nigeria, for example, most businesses don't really recognize that they need these these services. It's like a buy a buy a product for them. They don't necessarily need to have it. But if you're able to introduce it to them in a favorable sense, they're like, okay, sure, do it. And when you're able to pitch that, those sort of things, you get those little contracts, little things you have to do. 
some of it I was building something little, some of it was me actually implementing something for the company. And you, you have those little opportunities that you can stick out and say, okay, this is something I've done. And the, the reality is when people are hiring, at least I say this now because I've been in that position where I'm having to also look at, at people to, to that that you want to bring in. When you're in that position, you're, you're looking at what has this person actually done as opposed to what has he learned. So you're trying to see the practical aspect of, of what he has done. So that is what most people are looking for. And when you get to that point, you're like, that is what you have to just know as you're trying to build your career, basically. You have to be able to show something practical. Okay, I did this, I did that. And I think Zoom actually helped me there. It was unintentional. I was using Zoom and I found out that there was this, um, there was a loophole in their payment system that basically allowed you to, um, I could potentially go about a couple of months in a year without paying. Something that had to do with the way, like if your card expires and things like that. So there were, it, it's not a very easy process to navigate or something that is very pronounced, but somehow I was able to, I was able to, uh, to figure it out. And it's, it's funny because I actually got a few months off initially. And I was like, hang on a sec, I have not been paid for Zoom for like two months, but I've been using the paid plan. So eventually I realized it was a security, a security vulnerability and I reported it to them. Um, so they, they actually did reward me. They classed it as a low vulnerability because it wasn't, well, depending on the person, but mostly it wouldn't be, it's not very, very easily exploitable. I mean, you have to have a virtual card that has, um, you have to be able to expire cards and block cards, things like that. So if the person is not determined enough, then the chances are very less for them to lose a lot of money. That's that's very profound. Well, I managed to get this. I think I got around seven hundred fifty dollars. It was yeah. It was at least it the, the it's more it's less than <laughs> it's less than the um it's less than the the uh, what they classify of vulnerability as more. It's more about what you've done. You've you've discovered this vulnerability. You've reported it. Writing those reports. Those things build your your CV. They build your resume and they add to it. So little things like that definitely help and. With interviews, like actually going to interviews, I don't think I've I've been, unfortunately to say, I don't think I've actually been in a security interview where they interviewed me for a security role because it's just been me pivoting my way internally and, and, and going across roads. So yeah, that's that's like my summary of it. That's very profound. And I, I think you've just said so much. I was hoping to be able to summarize, but there's been so much said. You've <laughs> spoken about the power of community, the power of mentorship, the power of, of doing it and showing instead of telling about your skills. You said the power of, um, of documenting and communicating your findings, which is a soft skill as well. So that's been so much packed in there in your answer to that question. But, but, but I want to ask, what's your current role at the moment? What do you do? Like what parts of cybersecurity are you really university at the moment mm -hmm. so at my current company i am sort of pivoting between two aspects I'm, I'm into cloud security at the same time i'm also leached into organizational security where operational security sorry where you're dealing with the policies and, and management of that mm -hmm. and the reason is because while in while i was focused more on cloud security as a way of expanding a career growth i've been asked to step into that that line of um, managing the operational security so yes. initially i started out as a security analyst um i am playing the role of the security um, manager at the moment, but mm -hmm. obviously on paper, it's still says security analyst, but basically, cause it's not, it's not really a big company. It's, it's, a, it's a small company. Um, they have a, le it's a little IT force. So you're in that position where you have to play a lot of roles. So, but my focus at the moment is between cloud security and operational security. Okay, but, but just tell us in a nutshell, what did you learn from breaking um, into cybersecurity? What did you learn from your journey into breaking into cybersecurity? I think one thing I learned was really the tech space is crazy. 
So at the very start, it's it's nice to know what you want, what you want to get out of it, because otherwise you you end up getting slapped around a lot. And by that, I mean, I remember when I was starting out, I, I took several different courses. I took several different, you know, you're trying to learn, you see digital forensics, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. You see ethical hacking, that sounds interesting. You see um, vulnerability management, that sounds interesting. I, you're now caught up with so many different areas of specialization, which you shouldn't be learning all of them at once, but you're trying to, and that just messes with, with your focus. So I think it's, it's, if I had a way to go back and start all over, I would pick one build on it obviously i'll start from the foundation but then i pick one specialize on it gain my experience there then start to pivot to other ones which is what i'm currently doing at the moment but obviously that's something i would have i would have started a lot earlier absolutely i couldn't agree with you anymore there michael um but what do you do currently to keep up with um you know changes in the cybersecurity industry how do you keep up uh now that you have you have started your career how do you keep up with the industry <laughs> i don't have it to I, share I, with us yeah, no, uh, it, the industry is, is moving really quickly. I would say my, my number one go-to is Twitter. <laughs> um, Twitter is actually my number one go-to, at least while it was still active uh, before the whole craze around Elon's takeover and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But that's a different story. Um, there are a lot of communities, um, Twitter communities, definitely. Follow some, I follow a couple of prominent people, news reporters and things in security space. At the same time, too, for services that really relate very well to me, so like, for example, Microsoft, which my company uses and which I, I specialize in, I subscribe to some of their um, service updates, news related to that. And you have some hacker forums where they, they post some of these updates when there's vulnerabilities and things like that. So I'm subscribed to most of those things, and that's how I get my up-to-date information. Now, at the same time, too, I'm still in these communities on Discord, on LinkedIn. So occasionally, you also see posts and comments that come, come, off, of these, come off of these pages. And at the same time, too, um, one that can't really be underspelled is, is podcasts, listening to podcasts a lot. And I think that really helps. Um, my mentor did recommend one to me, which I have really, really appreciated. Security Now. Um, and I think I appreciated them most when LastPass was going through problems because I, I used LastPass when they had their issues. And so I had to migrate to Peter Fitzwarden, but it was just good to be able to properly understand what was going on um, mm -hmm. in, that, in that space and make the appropriate decision. Absolutely. So, but what would you consider as important and critical for somebody listening to you right now and considering a similar cybersecurity path as yours? I think in terms of, you mean in terms of quality? Anything. Just what would you, what okay. would you say? So in terms of someone considering the cybersecurity path of yours, I'll, I'll list a couple of things. One, it's very helpful if you can get mentorship from a good person. And I think good in the sense that so because a lot of people who are starting out really they can be lost and need a patient mentor who can really just guide you or groom you into helping you establish something neat. Now, while you have that, you as well also need to be self-motivated. Now, sad, sad to say you have a lot of, of mentees. You I, I mentor people now and, and you tell them, you know, do this, do that. And you know, they take forever to come back to you. You're not really motivating your mentor in that sense. So when you have that mentor-mentee relationship and you drive that very well, then the chances of you succeeding is a lot higher. Now, at the same time, in terms of what else you could do, you really want to be as as um, self-driven as possible. You know, oftentimes people take courses or they, they go on boot camps. But I, I often say to them because I also I, I I teach I teach as well, and I say to my students, I'm like these things that, that happen in class is not really what is going to help you. It's what you do outside of these classrooms that, that's going to help you. So the extra bits and pieces you can do, writing articles about things you've, you, you've done, creating blogs, engaging with the community, those things as, as, as um, 
where does the sound in terms of how does that really help me? It's really what helps you land a job at the end of the day because you establish your, your public profile, you engage with the community, and when you engage with the community, you're also up to date with what's happening in security. And really, for most people who are who are uh, are starting out, your they, they tend to focus a lot on certifications. Certifications is is yes, they're nice, but at the same time, it's not really all that defines you. I know a lot of companies, a lot of security professionals now. You see a lot of um, posts on LinkedIn from them saying, "Oh, um, see, um, talking bad, not necessarily talking bad, but like at least saying that security, um, security certifications are, are outdated in a sense." What they mean really is that people are going crazy about trying to acquire certifications. You know, 10, 10 certifications. At the end of the day, there's nothing to show for for the practical aspect of applying that, that certification. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of building out your career path, don't focus too much on certifications. Focus on how you can. Uh, you can apply the knowledge gotten from that certification somewhere else. So not just acquiring certificate and keeping it somewhere like, like we do with our university certificates here. <laughs> Absolutely. I know I was going to ask you a last question, Marco, but it looks like you've gotten ahead of me and you've actually dropped some of the gems that I was hoping you're going to drop. But you know what? I'll just ask you because I, I want to ask you, right? What advice would you give to future professionals who are looking to break into cybersecurity? I know you said a lot, but if there's anything you can add, you know, <laughs> if you can't wait to guess that, it's fine. You've already given us quite a lot. No, I, I think just in summary, what I can say, um, if you're looking to break into cybersecurity in the near future, um, plan out, first of all, first off, ask yourself really why you're breaking into it. It's, it's always good to establish your reason for doing it because when things get tough, that's how you get motivated at the end of the day. Because if you're just doing it for some frugal reason, then when things get tough, it's very easy for you to dump. I know a lot of people who um, just for the, they just hear, oh, the tech tech world is moving and then they try to get into it. And then when things get hard, they, they dump it and it's, it's, it's goodbye to them. And like you've wasted resources, you've wasted someone's time because those people um, had mentors who were trying to help them and all that time spent on them is gone because you know the motivation is lost. So get your motivation right from the start. Know why you want to do it and stick with that. And once you stick with that, try as much as possible to get a mentor. I think if you get a good mentor, the most of the other things I want to say really will come from your mentor at that point. So I, I think that pivotal person in your in your in your life basically is is very key. So I, I think that and in addition to the other things I've said earlier on really be helpful for you if you're trying to break into cybersecurity. Absolutely. And I really like how you mentioned the role of the mentor and the role of the mentee and that it was mutually uh, motivating. Like the motivation isn't just from one angle. You know, it's not just the mentor that's trying to guide you and get you on the path, but you also have to motivate your mentor as well as the mentee by being serious, coming back around and doing all of the tasks that they've assigned to you. Thank you so much, Michael. I, I would not be having sound bites dropping, you know, when I try to chop sound <laughs> because can i say so one terms. one one last thing though yeah just something i remember is that fine with you yeah go ahead okay so i i just remembered one thing and i think it's something that i have seen happen consecutively through mentorship and teaching people mm -hmm. they go on courses to learn and you know you have access to mentors you have access to people who can help you industry professionals one thing i always say to people is please don't hold back your questions, ask questions, ask questions online, ask questions uh, directly to people. The reason I say this is because I've seen cases where people are in a classroom or they're in, a, in their environment where they have access to like 20 plus mentors or people responding to forum messages, but they don't ask questions, they're dying in silence. 
it's helpful to ask those questions because then you're able to get clarification, you're able to get a better understanding and really satisfies your curiosity and you're able to then channel that the answer given to you to do something else. Because most times people get stuck on, <clears throat> get stuck up with their questions and they just hold it and it gives you, there's no benefit or value added to you at the end of the day doing that i know shame sometimes is there because you feel like oh i shouldn't be asking this question but really there's there is no silly question it's cyber security oh, or it's tech in general i mean i google the most basic things every day so like if i could ask google some dumb things i'm pretty sure you could ask your fellowship abuse the same thing as well so yeah that that would be probably my last advice to to exactly. everyone else yeah. Thank you so much, Michael. This has been an interesting and engaging conversation. And I'm sure anyone who watches this video has a lot to learn. Thank you so much for your time. We are so grateful for making our time to be on this episode. Thank you so much. And Thank bye, you. everyone. <laughs> In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.